This week, our readings have us consider four things. Our human need to get rid of guilt, a sweet antidote, a key distinction, and then two approaches. So first, our human need to get rid of guilt. First readings from the prophet Isaiah, and God is naming the guilt of the people of Israel. They've got guilt because of their sin against God. And it's being addressed. And just the feeling of guilt, we all know guilt is a universal human emotion. You know, and it's out of all the human universal emotions, guilt, there's not that many that are worse than guilt. We know, we all know what it feels like. We've had the experience, right? You do something that's against, that goes up against your conscience, and it's that ache, it's that thing that just sits in you. Guilt. You know, recently I spoke to somebody rudely. I go back to my office. I sit down in my chair. As soon as I sat down, I just had, there it was. Like, this is, this guilt. Like, I was, as I sat down just instantly, I was compelled to seek the person out. I was compelled to go to them, to talk with them, to apologize. I wanted to get rid of it. I needed to get rid of it. Not getting rid of guilt, not keeping guilt and having it, it's, it's bad for our health. I mean, many studies on the fact that having guilt and keeping it, it's not good for our health. You, you type in, just type it, go to Google and just type in guilt and you have a list of hits of just like psychologists talking about ways and suggestions and remedies to, to, to stop feeling guilty. You have to seek out a remedy for the guilt. You, the, the weight of guilt is something that we just have to get out under. All of us seek out a remedy for, for guilt. There's a famous illustration in, in Shakespeare, Shakespeare's Macbeth. After taking part in a murder, Lady Macbeth is having trouble sleeping. At one point, it's an iconic scene. She's sleepwalking as she walks the halls, walks the halls. She's, she's walking the halls and she's rubbing her hands as though she's trying to wash them trying to get rid of the blood. The blood, of course, isn't on her hands, but it's like in her mind as she's staring at her hands. She's talking to herself. She sees spots, spots of blood on her hands. She says, get out, get out. At one point, she, she takes her hand, she smells her hands, and she can smell the blood right in her mind. And she, as she's smelling her hands, she says, all the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. What she means is that no matter what she does, she, she, she can't relieve herself of the, of the guilt that she feels, right? She, she, in her mind, she's doomed to relive the night of the murder for, for the rest of her life. So she's left with just kind of obsessively rubbing her hands as she sleepwalks at night. Her husband, right, who, who took part in the murder as well, is also going through a similar thing, but as he watches his wife, like, Lady Macbeth almost lose her, lose her mind. He turns to a doctor at one point and says, canst thou not minister to a mind diseased? Pluck from the memory of a rooted sorrow, raise out the written troubles of a brain. It's like he's pleading to the doctor, can, can you make her better? Can you, can you do something? Can you apply something to help her stop, to have her stop thinking about it, to have her stop feeling guilty? And at one point he, he, he says to the doctor, do thou have some sweet oblivious antidote to cleanse that dangerous stuff which weighs upon the heart? 
pose like pose as a question, this desperate plea. Do you got a sweet, do you have a sweet antidote, please, so that we can apply it to take away the guilt for her to be cleansed? You have to get rid of the guilt. You and I have to do it one way or another. We all do it. You got to get rid of it. You got to look for a solution. There's an article I came across. I came across my Apple News a week and a half ago now. It showed up. And the, the, title's, the title's this, or was this, or is this. I slept with a female friend and was racked with guilt. This young man in this article, this op-ed, he's, he's recounting of sleeping with his, his female friend. And this guy doesn't say in the article, but by, you know, he's, he's non, non-religious, secular young man. This, this event happened three years ago. And as he's writing this article, he's wrestling with the guilt that he feels and he's sharing it. And he says this, I don't have solutions for this guilt. I still carry it despite knowing that perhaps rationally, if I was less anxious, if I cared less, I would have no need to feel guilt for what happened at all. Three years have gone by, I still have the guilt and I'm still looking for a solution. Like maybe if I just cared less, if I was less anxious, then I wouldn't feel guilty. Do you see how that's still looking for a remedy? Even just, just I'm just going to care less about it. Like if I cared less about it, let me try it. Or if I was a less anxious person, that's still seeking a remedy for the guilt. You have to seek one out. I've got to seek one out. You see, it's, 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 looking for, it's looking for the solution by saying, if I just cared less or if I was less, less anxious, that's still another form of wringing the hands and trying to wash the hands. It just, it just comes in a different form. See, the problem, the problem is deeper. The, the problem was ultimately is sin because sin defiles us. It breaks us. It causes us to be bent. Sin tears you up inside. And, it, and so much so that it, it, we need something to reconcile us. And so the result of that, of sin, is a feeling of guilt. So as a need to be freed from it. Which brings us here, secondly, to a sweet antidote. Listen to the prophet Isaiah. The Lord says, tell Israel her guilt is expiated. Tell her she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. Tell her she's received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. What's that saying? It's like, here's a piece of paper. The, The image here is, here's the guilt. Here's the sin. Tell her that this has happened. Tell her that it's like, here's the sin, here's the guilt, I'm covering it up. Let let the blood of the cross be applied to it. Your sin has been expiated. Your guilt has been expiated. See, we're not not made to hang on to guilt. We're not supposed to hang on guilt. We're not not supposed to just rub our hands trying to get out the spot. We have confession this Wednesday. Extended period of confession this Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. There'll be multiple priests here to hear confessions. I'll have, we'll have confessions next Sunday too, 30 minutes prior to each of the, thir- the, the, the Sunday masses for us to say, I'm sorry. To have your sins and your guilt be expiated, to be fold over on top of. 
It's the only antidote. It's a sweet antidote. And of course, we come to confession after examining our conscience. We've got examination of consciences on the website. You can Google them, but on the website there, list of examination of consciences. As you go through an examination of conscience, the question will be, will you feel guilty? Will I? When was the last time you felt guilty? Which brings us to the third, a, a very key distinction. See, guilt can either be good or bad. Guilt is, either, guilt is either good or bad. Bad guilt is when we feel guilty without having done anything wrong. That's unhealthy. That's bad guilt. It, 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 and some people struggle with that, and they need to seek out a priest. They need to seek out a therapist. They need to seek out help because it's not good to have bad guilt. It's unhealthy to have bad guilt. It's not good for you. But that's bad guilt. That's not good guilt. Guilt guilt is like, think of good guilt as like it's pain. If your foot is infected, the pain in your foot tells you that I need to seek out a doctor to address the underlying issue that's causing the pain. Right? If you don't feel pain when you should feel pain, you could get really sick. You could die. If you don't feel good guilt when we should feel good guilt, it could, it could lead to, to some 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 sickness. It could lead to spiritual death. So the question is, question is, how do you know if I have good guilt or bad guilt? How do I know if what I have is true guilt or false guilt? Is it good or is it bad guilt? So back to that article, that young man who's recounting and wrestling with the guilt that he has from three years ago, the incident. At the end of the article, as he's wrestling here in the article, the very end, it's the final sentence, actually. He says this. As, as far as what to do with the guilt. He says, I am unsure. I guess the one thing we can do is aim to communicate the guilt. Then maybe we have some people, then maybe have some people tell you everything is fine. Some will tell you it's not fine. And from there, we can build up a consensus of what is guilt worthy and what isn't. Do you, if you want an insight on, on a problematic, a, a key problematic thing in our culture and society today, that's it right there in that sentence. Moral relativism is like, you determine what, what, what's guilty for you. You, you determine what, what, what brings you guilt or not, and what's right and what's wrong. Just to look at whatever decade you're in and take a consensus. If you can't determine just for, you know, determine for yourself what the guilt is and then maybe ask some people and just figure out what the consensus is at the time. You see how problematic that is. Because the, the, the great liberating thing of Christianity and for us is that, and it's freedom and it's liberating is the fact that nor, moral norms don't come from us. What is right and what is wrong does not come from us. We ultimately receive moral norms ultimately from God. And still in the face of that, like the culture today is just like, you silly Christians, like you silly, like the, the Catholic guilt, like why do you guys do that to yourselves? Why do you, like I left that silly Catholic guilt when I was younger. I experienced that maybe when I was younger and now I'm like out of it. Why do you guys, why do you Christians do that to yourselves? Like, can, can you see that still that is a form of, of finding and seeking a remedy for the guilt? It's just like, let's care less. It's just another remedy. 
So which brings us here, lastly, here to two approaches. Again, listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah. Comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her her guilt is expiated. See, see, the Lord knows they have guilt. So notice how he speaks to them carefully, tenderly. You know, when I sat in back in that chair that day in my office, when I sat down, like I needed to speak carefully to myself. I needed to, I needed to be, I needed to speak words of comfort to myself. I needed the Lord to speak tenderly to me because I felt awful. I was vulnerable. So some of us here this morning, some of us here this morning need to be spoken tenderly to. You need to hear words of comfort. Like you feel guilty here and, 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 and you're in a vulnerable spot. You feel bad. The Lord says, do you comfort my child? Comfort. Let me speak tenderly to you. Comfort. Let me take away the guilt. Give it to me. Let me, let me fold over on top of it. Your guilt, the sin, just let me fold over on top of it. Comfort my child. Let me speak tenderly to you. And there's others of us here this morning. I'm going to tell you right now, there's other of us here this morning who, who, who need to hear more of the John the Baptist, who the, the one crying out in the desert that says, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight your path. Some of us here this morning are crooked. We're all crooked here this morning, but some of us, this, some of us are crooked and we're too proud to address it. We're too proud to go there. We're too proud to admit it. You don't have good guilt where you should have good guilt. That's some of us this morning. The words of comfort will come. The Lord's tender voice will come. But first you need to hear John the Baptist crying out in the desert and said, make straight the path, make straight the way of the Lord. And again, not having good guilt where we should have good guilt, being too proud. Can't we see that's just another way of seeking an antidote, a ring in our hands, trying to wash it? That's just another form of it. Both approaches, whichever spot we might find ourselves this morning, the antidote is the same. It's the only antidote, and it's a sweet antidote. So come to confession this week, say you're sorry. Have all your sins and your guilt taken away by the blood of Jesus. That's a much better option than staring at our hands and rubbing them obsessively.